And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How do I sound now? I sound okay? Would you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it is another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. Uh, we got two in the Bay this week because that's where the Western Conference Finals will be kicking off on Wednesday. We got our man Marcus and our man Tim Cato, the Mavericks man, the dude who who was prepared for two but now has to go three. Uh, we <laughs> we appreciate both of you. I appreciate both of you jumping in today. And we're going to do something a little different this week, Marcus. We are going to live podcast the lottery, which is starting in a few minutes as we tape this on Tuesday before game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between Boston and Miami. And I remember the lottery. But let's talk about I remember I remember that matter. Remember the lottery? That was a, that was an annual <laughs> event know, for right? you for a minute. I, I know how to spell caucus. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to live blog or live pod the uh, lottery in a few minutes, but let's while we're waiting for the for the festivities to start in Chicago. Um Tim, thank you for joining us first of all. I just wanted to get your perspective being in Phoenix for game 7. What the hell was that? <laughs> it literally was historic, thinking? right? Like it was one of the jaw-dropping moments that I've ever seen. That was jaw-dropping. Right? And you yes. were there alive Dude, for it. I've been telling everyone, like my my go-to joke, because I'm too tired to come up with new jokes. I keep telling people <laughs> I was there in Phoenix and I still do not believe what I saw. Like I'm still trying to think back. Like, did, did that happen? Did that really happen? I saw it with my own eyes. This, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't filmed somewhere else and, and thrown up on the TV. You know, the, it wasn't actors. I know I saw it, but uh, it's, 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 you know, people have gone in about what worst it was, but it was a worse something. It was certainly the worst game seven performance I think we've ever seen. Yeah. And I'll let other people figure out, you know, how much further they want to go beyond that. But you know, it was, it was, you know, from the first minute, it was so clear. Um, I think the first shot of the game is Chris Paul from the elbow pump fake. Somebody gets clear, misses it. And then Devin Booker misses a similar, you know, shot that's hundred yeah. percent in his back. And from that moment on, and then Luca hitting his, his first three shots from that moment on, you know, you just kind of had a feeling, you know, a gut, a gut feel that, that this was going to go this day, going to go this way. And I think that, you know, it, it speaks to, you know, the only way that I can explain this is the Mavericks defense, not not how well they played defensively in game seven. That was the Suns falling apart. But yeah. you almost have to look at it as a psychological thing. And that speaks to all of the, you know, work and, and you got to give credit to Jason Kidd and Sean Sweeney and, and the entire coaching staff with this defensive turnaround Dallas has done this season. But they made phoenix play their way for so long and prevented from phoenix from playing the way they wanted from getting to the spots they wanted from taking the shots they wanted that the only way i can explain this not fully but a little bit is that they had psychologically beat down phoenix 
to the point that what happened in game seven is what happened. That's what it was, though. Normally, right? I would, it was a yeah, psychological yeah, yeah. undressing. They made yeah. Phoenix quit. They made the defending Western Conference Dude, champions so, quit. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I was good. I, I normally would come back and go, oh, no, that wasn't it. Here's what happened. But, Tim, I think you're 100% right. And you know what this reminded me of, Marcus? I don't know if you remember this. This reminded me of Sugar Ray Leonard yep. and Roberto Durant. Yep. This no remi- mas. No mas. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> No mas, I'm a. I clowned you for seven rounds, and you just said, "Nah, I'm done. I can't. Nah, I can't deal with this tonight." <laughs> you know, and just tapped out. Literally tapped out. And it was stunning to me that a Chris Paul team would not not that. I know Chris Paul has struggled in the playoffs, but but he's also played very well in the playoffs. And ask ask the Pelicans if you don't believe me in big moments. But a Monty Williams team who's Monty's a tough guy. He teaches toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness, dealing with adversity, all of the things that you would expect a, a Popovich disciple would teach his team. They gave up. They just gave in and gave up. And I'm just, I'm just stunned that that's how they went out. It's, I just can't believe that's how you, they went out. You know what really adds to it? Like there, there, to me, there's two components to it. One is like the one we're talking about, where Phoenix just gave up. The other is Dallas just took their heart. I mean, no, no, they, Dallas they were great. No, they were just yes, winning. Yes, you know, they were. Yeah, they were like two stepping on the grave. Right, every possible <laughs> shot they were making it, and it wasn't yeah. really like. The whole team and Luca got hot. was laughing. Like, let's embarrass he was these dudes. At them. Yes, that's, like Tim. Tim, that's my <laughs> it was point. Wild. Luca is a look. We all nobody's arguing about Luca's greatness. He's a great player, but you can't let dude in the middle of the first quarter just be laughing at you <laughs> as he backpedals down the court. Like somebody's I'm flagrant do two something. in my way out. You know the game. what I mean? I'm telling you right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. Tim. <laughs> right, Luca. Luca. Right? Luca was gonna win that. Like you're right. Like. The Mavs deserve credit. I'm not trying to take away credit from from the Mavs, and I do think they play the great. way the series had great. built up to that point is yeah. what caused yeah, that yeah. to happen. Uh, like Luca yes. was going to take him to a win that game. He had that type of look in his eyes. It was very clear. Yeah. He just didn't need to, you know. But that's <laughs> the cool part. He's 27 believe. at halftime. Yeah, that's what I can't believe is that. I agree with you. Like he would have probably done whatever was necessary that night to win that game. Probably, yeah. Was he? And, and I, I hardly recommend everybody read Tim's piece before Game Seven, when he said, matter of factly and correctly, Dallas has the best player on the floor in this series, so they got a shot, and that's absolutely right. They got the best guy. They, they had the shot. seven best players but, on the floor in Game Seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that night they did. That night they did. I mean, that's crazy. I just I've seen teams play better. I was there when Utah scored fifty four points in, in the finals game against the Bulls. I was in Chicago Stadium that night. I remember that game. So I've seen teams play bad in the playoffs. Play bad. Shoot, in I the watched finals. the Warriors get waxed by fifty five in Memphis. Right. <laughs> right. That, that's right. 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 But man, at home in a game seven, and you go pause up. Oh See, man. I think that's that's messed up. <laughs> Something's messed up there. You know so, what I mean? So, Tim, the question I, I, I was curious about, you know, Jason Kidd took a whole lot of criticism about, you know, from his last coaching stops. But it seems like he's got that little, I don't know, whatever it is. I saw Mark Jackson put it in Stephen Clay and then where somehow 
he gets guys to believe they're all stars <laughs> and and mm-hmm. the way they right. like it drips off the way they play you know what i'm saying like you just you kind of feel that how much of that is jason kidd how much of it is playing next to a generational talent in luca right right you know the core of this team the core of the way that jason kidd and his staff has coached this team is a a trust and accountability and just putting confidence into the players also kind of you know Rick Carlisle, the way he coaches is that he will very rigidly define what a player can do and what a player can't do. And he will tell them, hey, don't do this thing. And he's right. You know, pretty much he's right. Now, does it let rookies develop enough? You know, like there's there's certainly flaws to it, but he can correctly assess what a player can and can't do. I think what Jason Kidd has done is not totally dissimilar. You know, we don't see Dorian Finney-Smith come out here running pick and rolls. He knows that's not <laughs> what he's supposed to be doing. You know, he knows that's right. not the best way for this team to win. But he did let these players figure it out for themselves. This season started on a Dorian Fist, uh, Finney-Smith post-up in Atlanta. They lost that game, a blowout. You know, they, it took two months for this team to slog through a bunch of bad results. And yeah. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, Jason Kidd, he said dozens of times, that, that he views the regular season as a laboratory and as building towards, you know, the final version of this team. You could even argue that the first two games against Phoenix and the series they just played, that they tried a lot of different things and it didn't work. They got, you know, ultimately blown out in both games, but they threw a lot of stuff out there, kind of reset when they came back to Dallas. And it's like, these things did work in small samples and small settings in the first two games. And now we're going to lean on that. And, you know, the Mavericks won four of the last five games. They were the better team. I, I don't yeah. think that's a stretch to say. If, if you had reset the series after game six, uh, something I said, said you know, quite a bit leading into game seven, I was going to pick the Mavs. I, I didn't pick the Mavs going into the series. I had full respect, you know, for what Phoenix had done. And, and, and there were strategic things that I was wondering about. But you look at that coaching performance, the way that he adjusted and the way that he's adjusted all season. And you have to give the Mavericks and Jason Kidd credit. And honestly, the Mavericks are so upset. They're mostly upset about ESPN uh, writers picking against them, they're, but they were, oh. they're looking every, like you got to give me some respect as a media <laughs> member. Cause I gave them, I gave them the confidence they need. That's the way I'm viewing it because, oh my gosh, right. they've been petty. Yeah. Dorian was so on Tim McMahon's neck today. It. Still like, oh, yeah, was, yeah. He? was he? Oh, I didn't see that. What happened? What happened? He was just like, ah, oh, some today? guys, you know, picked against us like Tim, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, it, 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 I think ESPN did 20 writers. I, we, I don't even know and if we did that at the yet. athletic, but you know, I'm sure if we did, I, I don't think we did, or a screenshot would have circulated in the same way. Oh, no, no. There's a screenshot, Tim. Okay, we okay, had 20, okay. 25 writers, I think, they asked. Well, that was the thing you saw. You you wrote something about how, how the Mavericks They, they didn't the actually thing. pull me for that. I wasn't one of the 25. No, no. They, yeah. they, didn't, they, didn't, um, they didn't say who voted for who, but what they said was, I think, they said 17 people picked Boston to win the, win the whole thing. Eight people picked Golden State, and nobody picked Dallas. Or yeah, that that, that might be the new one. That that might be the new <laughs> thing new that that Dallas. But yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's the <laughs> thing. If if you're looking for if you're a if you're a pro athlete, if you're a pro sports team, 
and you want some yeah. extra juice and motivation, it's easy. trust me, you can go find it somewhere oh, on the internet. Oh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter who's actually right, providing right. it. You will find it yeah, and yeah. you will use no, it. And no so, question. you know, it's, it's, you're a failure. I, I if find you it funny. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, but that's what I've been telling the players that I talked to, uh, you know, about, about, um, you know, the, the, the whole slight, you know, being slighted, being underdogs, nobody believed in us. You know, Jason Kidd was even yeah. like, they were saying this is going to be a blowout. Well, it was. All right. After after the <laughs> previous four games, I don't think anybody, you know, again, you can find anything on the Internet. I don't think that a lot of people were out there saying, oh, the Suns are going to blow them out in game seven. Uh, he didn't dr- he didn't dress in black right. like Mark Jackson did. For games. But hey, if you want to feel <laughs> slighted and again, again, perfectly valid, Funeral, like baby. players have built careers right, right? <laughs> on perceived slights. Perfectly valid. I have no issue with it. And and yeah. the Mavericks are absolutely leaning into that right now, and no, it's, no, it's it's a lot of fun. fine to be petty. When you win, you can be petty. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I want to ask you also about the. I I did this thing. You were there when they came to DC, and I wanted to talk. I talked to Kid about the staff because I was just fascinated by the staff that he put together. I knew he was going to bring Sweeney, and everybody knows Sweeney's this guy, but they they get Kokoshaw from 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 Fenerbahce, which people were stunned by that they were able to get that done. You know, they keep D.A., they bring in Jared Dudley. It's just such an interesting staff to me. And I just wonder what you've seen from them in terms of how they've kind of grown together, kind of thrown together and really made this thing work. Yeah, it's it's a young staff, too, you know, uh, yeah. and I think that kind of stands out. Um, it, it's you know, it's hard to assess always at all times, you know, assistant coaching. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, if yeah, you know, we sure, started the sure. season like next season, I'm going to make a point to do more about everybody on the coaching staff, something I wasn't able to do as we were coming out of COVID restrictions and, you know, still not having the media access to start this year that, you know, that, that, you know, we were building towards, but, but it's a young set, you know, Jason, uh, Jason Kidd says it's a young team. He says that about the Mavericks a lot. And it's funny, you know, outside of Luca and Jalen Brunson, it's not actually the, you know, it's a bunch of 29 year old role players, 28 year olds, 30 year olds. Um, But, but I get what he's saying. And he's, he's talking about the essence of this team. They haven't won anything. They haven't been, you know, on these deep runs. Uh, they're they're young in experience. Uh, they're they're young in in confidence in, in the sense that you know who who's going to tell us no? You know who, who's going to stop us? Yeah. Um. And, and I think that youngness extends to the coaching staff in in many ways. That you know it's a very relatable coaching staff. You know they're always you know after practices. You know, and it, I think this is fairly common. It's not like the Mavericks only only ones doing this, but everybody shoots half court shots. Everybody. And the players love when, you know, Sean Sweeney, um, especially he's got this uh, half court shot where he stands at the no run up whatsoever, just stands there one step, two hands. And he's got a pretty high success rate from what I've seen. I've, I've, I've talked to a couple of players and they're like, it's freaky how much, you know, power he generates without any run up because he's a kind of short guy too. You know, he's not, he's certainly not, uh, you know, he's below average, uh, you know, even, you know, maybe, maybe it's just the, you know, he's like five, eight, you know, you know, Luca was joking about that. Uh, you know, when there was some skirmish in the, in the Utah series and he, you know, he's just out here making half court shots. So I do think that the coaching staff has been a important part of, of Jason Kidd's success this year. And it's why, and I think this is something we should do for all coaches, but it's why I've, I've made a point a lot of the times to say Jason Kidd and the coaching staff, because Mm-hmm. they're they're a unit you know they're a you yeah. know they're a collective and it's all of these guys that have 
you know, really caused and instilled these values and this, this core identity of belief. Um, and, you know, certainly a very, very smart, uh, strategically sound approach to pretty much every game that I've seen them play. Speaking of uh, the non-young players, right, I was listening to Dorian Finney-Smith and, you know, it's funny because he talks like such an OG, right? And he's 29 mm-hmm. years old, which, you know, in NBA is kind of old, but, you know, he's a guy who's had quite the journey, right? Uh, just what have you seen from him and his growth? He feels like one of those guys that kind of is the bellwether for whether or not Dallas is going to win, right? When he's making shots – it's it's pretty much a wrap, right? So, but just his growth <laughs> and development, kind of him stepping into that role, uh, and you know, an increased role for him in his career. Man, man, he's a he's a killer. He's 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 such a good dude. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes of the season was was him talking about you know his 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 mom working at churches and you know churches chicken and, and being like you know she wouldn't she wouldn't quit and it wasn't until he got his his full first extension that he finally convinced her, Hey mama, like you, you, you can, you can sit oh, back and relax now, a little right? bit, yeah. uh, but it speaks to his upbringing. <laughs> it speaks to the fact that this is a, this is a hustle dude. This is a never stop grinding dude, just like his mom. And you know, this yeah. guy came into the league, couldn't make a shot. And he spent the first couple of years retraining his shot. As we know, one of the hardest things to right. do. And he is a, you know, a lethal jump shooter now. Like, and, and just, you know, as you said, Marcus, if he's getting up, you know, close to 10 attempts, um, certainly more than 10 attempts, that is such a good thing for the Mavericks. You know, he's still just a standstill shooter. He is, he's not a motion shooter. He's not a, you know, he can catch and relocate a little bit. Uh, but, but he's not, he's not swinging around, uh, swings and, you know, shooting if his feet aren't set. Um, so if he's getting threes and he is obviously fantastic at, at knocking them down, that means that Luca is working and that means the Luca driving kick offense is working. And obviously so much of the Mavericks offensive success is just predicated around Luca, you know, whatever defense you want to throw at him, he's going to get into the lane. He's going to make that pass. It's going to be to a shooter Four shooters around him. All of them can make shots. That's a really, really hard thing to game plan against and to defend. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. They are, they are so, and, and I think Dinwiddie's in the exact right position i mean to me like that's why i didn't work here in washington and in, with him and beal because beal doesn't tilt the floor you know what i mean beal's a good player he's an all-star but he doesn't tilt the floor luca tilts the floor like there's five guys looking at luca the whole time and then the ball goes weak side nobody's looking at Dinwiddie, and that's when spencer eats that's when he is really tough and I think he's a really good player. And maybe he is now finally healthy because I don't think at the start of the season he was all the way back from the ACL. But but he certainly looked – I mean, I know he didn't have a consistently great series, but he was there when it, when it mattered in game seven. The, the first year of your ACL is you're off the court. You're recovering. You yeah. know, in, in some cases, yeah. you know, eight or nine months. The second year is getting back to the player you were, getting back, back to the athlete you were. You know, I, I think he's even – hit a wall a couple times earlier in the, in the playoffs or, or at least 
that's my best guess. He, he was, he was really struggling and uh, even more right. in the Utah series and certainly in the first games of, of Phoenix, but he looked like he had some bursts back in uh in game seven, something we had seen down the stretch of the season. So I agree with you. I, I think, you know, whether he's a long-term fit for this team, maybe, maybe not, but I will tell you yeah, that we don't know. three shot creators on this team, two, two shot creators next to Luca and the ability right. to cycle through uh, two of them at any given time. And sometimes if you need all three and all three doing slightly different things, you know, creating and getting into the lane in different ways. I think yeah. that's what Dallas has really found down the stretch of the season. What, what, where, well, hold on, Marcus, we, we, look, before you, that, they're, they're about to start. Oh, the we got the first here. pick coming up. Ping pong balls. We got ping pong balls. So we're going to watch this. Uh, Damien yeah, Lillard, Lillard? At, at, is he at the lottery. Is he there? He's at the lottery. How about that? I guess so. Yeah, I was wondering I what the Dame highlights. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame is there. I think Dame is – is he representing the Blazers? Is that he better be. I mean, it'd be pretty funny if he was representing <laughs> yeah, know, another right? team. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the New York Knicks, <laughs> Damian Lillard. What? <laughs> that would be that funny. Would, that would be hilarious. That would be Who, funny. Uh, who's that got be the funny. best odds? I, I, I can't – uh houston i think right? it's houston yeah they're, they're tied they're tied with um hold on i got tankers on here tied with orlando for the best odds and with detroit so those you know it's it's weighted now so the top three teams have the same odds so houston detroit orlando the first name should be cleveland the first team should be cleveland and then uh we will go accordingly you know what's if funny we, oh, they're showing dame cases. right now and behind him is like the mix and the hornets logo <laughs> Nick's fans yeah. getting all excited. I'm not a. I'm, He's not coming there. I'm not a draft guy, and I know this ain't a draft podcast. But here's my here's my one very brief take. I think it's a good draft. I don't think there's any first team All NBA players in this draft. I don't think it's a well. There's always somebody that that winds up being great in every draft. There's right. no, there's not there's never been a draft where there wasn't one great player in it. You know what I mean? Like somebody will be great. I, now your point is there may not be that many of those guys in the pool. This yeah, year. none of the top guys profile right. as like that very very highest like good players, great players, not that yeah. very very highest tier. I so. think Smith. I, I would say Smith and and uh, Bancaro probably of that group have the best chance of being great, but that doesn't mean they will be. I agree with you. I don't know, man. Put some muscles on chat. Let's we'll so. see. That's a lot. That's a lot of muscles, know. though. That's, a, <laughs> that's an interesting one. He is so interesting because I was just, I just tweeted this out. He's taller than David Robinson. How is that possible? <laughs> he was like an, a good inch, maybe two taller than the Admiral, who's 7'1". Yeah. That was crazy to me. Admiral's body like, You'd be on one. Yeah, you're right. Right? <laughs> Look at World Wide West. Look at all. World Wide West is there for some reason. I don't know how they talked him into doing that. Oh, David Robinson in That's the building crazy. for the Spurs? Yeah, yeah. D-Rob is there for the Spurs. And your boy Holmgren was t- was towering over him. I was like, oh, my God. Chad Holmgren is 7'3"? It's like, it's like, really? it's like those photos of uh, uh, Shaq standing next to uh, Yao Ming. Right, right, <laughs> and just like this, this, this ain't real. This, this, this looks exactly. like a normal. Hey. This looks like a tall person and a. This looks like an NBA player and a normal person. This can't be right. Tim, were you covering the team when they when they drafted Luca? I went to the 2018 draft. It was the first trip I took with the Athletic. Is that right? It was. Oh my God. It was indeed. Uh, so, so you can also. 
you know, you, you can figure out from that, but I took the job about a month before the draft of Luca. So, um, right. I, I, it, I didn't sign up to, to be the Luca beat writer. I, I didn't know, but, uh, sure. I'm pretty, pretty glad it ended up working out that way. It worked out for you, right? You it's know so what I'm saying? It, it did. It did quite, quite a bit. Um, I have now visited Slovenia, you know, something that I don't yeah, think right, would right, have happened, right, yeah. uh, to this yeah. point in my life. If, uh, if uh, they they hadn't swung that draft night trade, I mean, obviously that night I, I remember, that trade is uh yeah. you know Luca and 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 uh, Trey, but I wonder is there yeah. is there any part of Luca who's like ancient bit ahead of me, like let me right? <laughs> let of me course. let me oh, take it course. out on him. <laughs> oh, much less, much less. Uh, who did Sac- Sacramento took? Oh, Bagley. God, I'm blanking on the name. Bagley, Marvin right, Bagley, right, right. much less Bagley, and they go and they were chesty about it too when you when you questioned it. I would love, <laughs> I would like, love to yeah, know. We took Bagley. I would love to know what Luca because everybody always asked him about Trey, and Trey's the defensible one. You know, he's the other. Right. You know, of those four, he's clearly the second yeah, best yeah, of, of those he, of those four. Right. And right. and and Trey and Luca, they're boys. They like each other. Yeah. There's no beef yes. there, and Luca has been. You know, Luca. We'll talk to Cavaliers, the media the about stuff he wants. Okay, Cavaliers okay. won, so the next team should be Charlotte. Next team should be Charlotte, if it's going in order. But I actually i was gonna I was gonna ask Luca at the end of Charlotte? one of the games whether he thought that uh, Phoenix should have drafted him. I was gonna I was mm. gonna toss that in. He was in he was in a good okay. mood, Flippers. and you, you just gotta kind of read you know how he's answering. Here we go. Questions. Next team should be the New York Knicks. Knicks get the okay. eleven the pick. Okay. If it's not, we got a frozen out. We got a frozen pick. envelope situation. Eleven pick. It's Worldwide West looks and happy. Damian is not representing them. Are, we're, we're sure about this. We're confirmed. The next team we're, should we're be the Wizards. Let's see if the Wizards stay Wizards ten. Get 10. They stay ten. Mm. No, nothing has moved so far. Should be San Antonio after that. Should be. Hey, saying hey Tim, me. why is Da like you know calling out the, the picks Spurs. early or something, man? Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, so he's this spoiling be it for our audience who are <laughs> listening who to are this. Listening Swin does not look morning. happy about the eighth pick. She does not look happy. Swin Cash Swin, does not look Swin, like she not, wants Swin, that pick. Not happy. Should be the Kings next. Oh, the Blazers. The Kings. We oh, got an the upset. The Kings have moved up. Kings. The Kings have moved up. Kings are. Kangs are four. Uh-oh. Sabonis Kangs is happy. Four. Okay, should be Indiana next. Pacers six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the last the last one will be Oklahoma City. Well, somebody in the top four is not getting it. Pistons five. Pistons. Who's five? Oh, the Pistons are five. That means the OKC. Okay, so, so Pistons fell from three to five. So it's Houston, Orlando, OKC, and Sacramento. Damn. Oh, Sam Presti. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam like like Presti needs four. another pick. Right? How about that? So he's got uh, like a wine cellar where he just keeps his picks. That's that's my theory, you know? <laughs> and he's like, oh, a vintage 2024? Oh, that one's supposed to be good, but it's not quite not quite right. We you know we got to let it age right. a little bit more. So while we're while we're waiting for this for this next phase, um, let's talk about the series. I mean, this is going to be, I think, a fantastic series. I, I am really excited about Golden State in, in Dallas. So how 
for each, each of you, and you can argue with one another, how does your team win the series against the other team? What do they do? I think you know, the, the one that I makes the most threes will win. <laughs> it might be that, yeah. yeah. Hey, it might be right. Honestly, I was, I was about right. to say that same thing, but just more complicated. I was going to say whichever team takes away the star player better uh, in, in vis-a-vis whichever team uses their role players to punish the other team trying to take away their star players, I think that's who's going to win this series. But basically what I'm saying is if, Luca can, you know, beat whatever traps, uh, you know, whatever doubles uh, get thrown at him, or if he can beat his more likely, if if he can beat his, uh, you know, his isolation, isolation mismatches, get into the lane, forcing help, kicking out, you know, to his teammates, playing five out basketball. So he's always kicking to a shooter. The Mavericks are really good once they kick out at, you know, a quick swing or, you know, a, a, a swing and swing back. Um, you know, and vi- vice versa, you know, if, if the Warriors, you know, can, can get going, if, you know, because I think Dallas will trap, uh, Steph a lot, you know, we saw that game and, you know, he had a fourth quarter where he didn't take a shot, uh, you know, in a, in a close game that, that the Warriors lost. And, you know, if, if he can really, really, you know, get everybody on, on the Warriors, uh, you know, cooking, uh, due to the way that Dallas is playing, maybe to the point that Dallas has to adjust. And Dallas has to put him in single coverage at times. You know, that's that's what's going to decide the series. But again, the easier, quicker way to say that is whichever team makes more threes. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, I do feel like, well, from the Warriors perspective, if they're going to win this series, they just simply have to limit Dallas's three-point shooting. Like, and, And if that means Luka gets 60... And he's gotta he's gotta cook cook dudes all night, right? You just they're just a they're such a, a a dramatically dynamic team when when all these dudes are. I mean, you saw it like Spencer Dinwiddie come in draining threes, Bullock from the corner, Jalen Brunson's got the corner yeah. three now. Obviously, you got Cleaver and Bertans. Like they got so many dudes that hurt you. Uh, like yeah. they just have to limit it. I think. I looked it up from last series, but I think they're shooting forty percent from three in the playoffs as a team, right? Uh, they're they're averaging over fifteen threes a game. Like you just, if you let them shoot like that, you're not beating Dallas. Like that's just the bottom line. Uh, because the issue I do think the Warriors have is they they don't really milk matchups like that. You know what I'm saying? They're not like, all right, you're in for a long series. They're like, we're gonna run our stuff. And we're just gonna run our stuff, right? So they 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 do pretty well, like dominating the paint. Like they don't have to make 15 threes. So, but if they're trading twos for threes, like you know what I'm saying? Right. So they either gotta get super yeah, hot from three and match them, bucket for yeah. bucket. But yeah. to me, you just gotta figure out a way. I mean, to me, if I if I'm the coach, I'm just saying, let's just take away all corner threes. 
<laughs> do not mm-hmm. do not help on right. the corner. Stay home. If you don't stay home, if you in between, first off, if you in between, well, you, you ain't doing nothing to Luca anyway, anyway right? Yes. Like you, you just <laughs> a little right. halfway. Yeah. You ain't doing nothing. With, you're not stopping Luca on a little half-hearted dip in. So you might as well stay home. <laughs> but if you if Bullock, you know, if you just take away corner threes, I mean that's a huge component of their offense, right? Like so, they've got to take something away. It ain't gonna be Luca. So you just can't let this team shoot threes. And like I was saying before, there's it's not even just that they make threes. It's the way they kind of get energized Kangs. by it. And then everybody starts making Kangs it. And they're, and, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, we're just, they just get this kind of air of invincibility about them when they're all making threes Rockets like that. Rockets with the third pick. Who got it? Kings four. Rockets three. OKC two. Orlando magic. one. Magic, huh? the number, magic one pick. number one. This is NBA oh, charity wow. right here. Look at my man Jamal Mosley. The former Mavericks assistant is very happy. Tim Cato. His squad just got so the number they're gonna one have Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs. The two Gonzaga. <laughs> oh, let's go. The Gonzaga team. Nah, they probably won't take him. Oh, they're gonna take no, they're gonna take uh Smith, they're gonna take huh? what's his name? They're gonna take yeah, Jabari. Jabari. Hey man, if we get any minutes with Mo Bamba and Chet together, just the two skinniest, <laughs> gangliest dudes, tallest dudes in the league, uh hey. you know, I'm I'm here for that. I agree, I agree with both of you about the whoever makes the most threes. Um but the other thing Luca can do is even if he's just taking twos or just dry, he can foul your whole team out. You know what I mean? So that to me, that's where Golden State to me, Marcus has to be careful because if they just are like, we'll let, just let Luca post up and we'll we'll live with twos. But if he gets Wiggins in foul trouble or Draymond tries to you know slap at it and misses, and he has a proclivity for drawing fouls. Well, so. that's where. That's dangerous. I think the Warriors are. I think that's one of the ways they they are in pretty good position. They got a lot of dudes, especially if you're like yeah, you're not yeah. stopping them. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is just yeah. like this is where like Booker and Phoenix kind of fall apart, fell apart. Sometimes the the sacrifice you got to make for your team is being okay with this dude cooking you, <laughs> right? Right. Like, right, like, right? 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 So Marcus, Marcus, yeah. I was actually going to ask you that, like. The Warriors can mentally hold up to doing that too. Like they can look at sixty and fifty yeah, yeah. and forty-five next to because they kind of did that with LeBron uh, a, a few times. Because I, I think the Suns couldn't. The Suns saw Lucas score forty-five. Monty Williams said something to the effect of, "Yeah, you know, it's it's weird looking at that number next yeah. to somebody's name in the box score." And you saw after the first two games, they did a pretty good job just putting him in isolation, even against mismatches. Yep. And staying home on shooters, they didn't stay home on shooters the following two games, you know, the games three and four that Dallas won. You know, right. I, you know, they're they're a young, they're an inexperienced playoff team outside of outside of Chris Paul, outside of CP3. Uh, and, and I think they they couldn't quite do it. You know, it's they, tough, they, man. they, they it couldn't help themselves, <laughs> it, especially but I think the Warriors can, especially when Luca's like talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Oh, hey, yeah, it's t- it's tough to let them. But, you know. Like you said, LeBron, that was their thing with LeBron and, and this particular team. They were like, Jokic, go get 40, right? Like, we're just not going to – and it's cool. Like, Draymond, you're just going to guard Jokic, and when he lights you up, he's just going to light you up. That's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Uh, with Ja, they well, did the same mental, thing. Mental like, man, go 42. ahead, cook. Yeah. So, to me, that's yeah. half the battle yeah. with Luka. You just can't let him demoralize you because he's going to get his. And if that's the case – 
it kind of don't matter, right? Throw Jonathan Kaminga on him, right? Throw Juan Toscano. Whoever it is, like, you're not really stopping Luka. So that's not the point. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the point is yeah, to right, stop right, right, right. Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Kleber, and just not let them get going. And if Luka just dropped 60 at night and, and carried him to the finals, then you just tip your hat. Like, this is a legend talking, right? But that, the, but the yeah. like Tim is saying... It, it just takes a certain level, uh, something different to be able to do that, right? While this dude is talking well, yeah, and he's dropping yeah. buckets. You have to be yeah. mature. There's have to be a maturity it, it, it's there. It's tough, you know, though. It's hard. That. You would think Phoenix has that, it's though, hard. right? It's, it was surprising to see them kind of wilt under that. I thought they did. I thought they did. They got Lil Wayne tweeting for him and everything. Wrong. Like, they couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> That went way wrong. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably why I would lean towards the Warriors – not because I think they're more talented or better coached or anything. I don't. I just think they have been in so many of these types of games and series over the last six years and seven years. I just think they'll they'll figure out ways to win games in different ways than maybe we can imagine right now before the series starts. I just have a feeling that they're, they'll be I able don't to know, DA. Sometimes better. I think we put I the characteristics. I wrote about this. We put the characteristics of the dynasty team onto this team. And that just don't, that ain't oh, right. always no, applicable. I, I, don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like Steph Clay Draymond, right, right, right. but the Jordan Poole's never no, been Draymond there. Draymond to me is the guy. You know? uh, Draymond's to me, the guy that can keep them mentally right. Like you said, when Lucas Cook and when Lucas scored 14 straight, he's the guy that's going to go, don't worry about that. We got to stick to the game plan. Don't start helping. You know, I think he can be that. Now, look, this guy is that guy. This guy is that good. He can win. The, he, he's good enough to win a big series through no his question. own great play. I'm, I'm not saying he can't do it. He can do it. Um, but I just think Golden State – because they, again, it comes back to they're not, even if they lose a game at home, it's not, they're not going to be phased. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be upset, but it's not going to destroy them if they lose a game at home to the Mavericks early yeah, in the season. Yeah, they're going to clip what you just said and they're going to be playing in the locker room. You're going to be the reason it's they gonna won. It's going to be you. As <laughs> long as you get a cut of that playoff bonus from the finals. <laughs> I do not care. I love going to the Bay. I love going to Dallas. I'm good in the West. I'm good. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I just didn't want to go to hot-ass, 300-degree Phoenix in the middle of June. I've got bad news for you about Dallas's temperature right now. Um, I'll I'll tell you after the pod. Memphis was crazy high, too. Memphis was like 93 with like 120 with the humidity. It was ridiculous. I'll never forget when when Phoenix was in the finals in 93. I'll never forget the day we were flying. I think we were flying back to Chicago. It must have been back after game two. So it was after game two. So we were flying back to Chicago for the middle three. And I got the wake-up call, and they say, good morning, Mr. Aldridge. It's it's 5.30 a.m. The temperature is 106 degrees. Have a nice day. Don't even tell me nothing crazy like that. Like, <laughs> shut your mouth, right? Tell me something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, I will say this. Uh, it's 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 hella uninspiring that the Orlando Magic got the one, number one pick, right? Like, I mean, this is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is NBA welfare at its best. Like, no... Nobody wants right? the Orlando Magic to get. They would have been fine with the three pick. They're not going to change their franchise. <laughs> like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, this thing needed to land somewhere with some sauce on it. Like, I mean, you know, all, all like, due respect. All, like who the Kangs? <laughs> I mean, at least Kangs? all due respect to Jamal Mosley. Get, get what you need, but, but man, like, is there a more underwhelming <laughs> outcome of this? Than Orlando. Dude, the Kings, the Kings are at least fun, like fun, fun to uh, laugh at or, or fun to talk yeah. about. The Magic are just like, like they literally have done a magic trick to their entire <laughs> franchise and practically disappeared. Like nobody, we don't it's talk crazy. about they the Kings. Don't exist, Sorry, right? we don't. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about the Magic. Like I've never been to yeah. Orlando. There's like two NBA cities I've never been to. <laughs> Is that right? I've oh, never been to Orlando. I haven't ever seen any need to. <laughs> it's hot. It's so hot there. I mean, Detroit. I mean, I guess they can't get it two times. I mean, even Oklahoma City, right? Like, I would have been like, okay, Houston. There was some benefit to them having these 700 draft picks that they have. They finally got number one. And Orlando. I'm telling you, Oklahoma City wants next year's. Like they're they're looking yeah, at Victor. Yeah, yeah. They're I I guarantee. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I just know. I can tell. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like, he would be. Yeah. That's their kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right, let's all go watch the game one in Miami and Boston. Tim, thank you for for jumping in, man. I know it's been uh, been a crazy forty eight for you, brother. Absolutely, Appreciate absolutely, it. anytime. Hey, Tim, I'll see you Marcus tomorrow. Gets- or, oh, or, no. or maybe tonight. What are we doing? Damn. Uh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit me up, man. Send him the spot. What's the spot? What's, the, what's spot. the post game spot? 
You tell me. Man, this you in San city. Francisco. You yeah. got to come to Oakland, baby. This is where we at. The, town. <laughs> the Tiger Dragon. What's that place called? The Tiger What? Where, where is that, Jake? Marcus, what's that place in Oakland that Ethan loves? Tiger Dragon? What? Tiger. Is that is that the spot where the dudes stole Alex Rodriguez's camera? No, and no. That was, that was a regular Panda that. Express. <laughs> You talk about uh oh no, you talk about blind tigers. What you talk about? The Asian blind Fusion tiger. Yeah, yes. yeah, blind tiger is good. Yeah, blind tiger is good. Yeah. All right. So Let's when get we going. when we have if the if the finals are out there, you know, you gotta be the you gotta be the mayor. You gotta let let everybody know where the spots hey, are. Hey man, that's San Francisco's team. Because I know where Spears Ambassador. is gonna be. I know Ambassador where Spears, Spears is gonna be in San yeah, Francisco. That's, that's, so, this is know, all Spears. That's San Francisco's be. team, man. That's we, we yeah. We, we, Oh, he'll be at Yoshi's. I know he'll be you know at Yoshi's. He'll be at the bridge. Battery, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tim, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, low-key. I don't do the fancy stuff. You know, you can roll. Tim, you my kind of people. You know what I'm saying? We, ain't, we don't need all the pomp and circumstance. It's a nice place to chill. <laughs> you know, a place where you I can wear it. your wonderful blazer bids. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that's that's all I need. Give me give me a beer flavored beer, you know, there you go. a burger. I'm good to go. I'm about to have a burger myself. All right, thank y'all. Thank everybody for listening as this we do this uh, live pod or semi live pod on Google, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get this mind. Find American podcast. Hey Marcus, if they leave less than five stars, if they are inclined to leave less than five stars on their review. What they better you better go run and hide in Orlando or something because we coming for you, you haters. You know what I'm saying? We're future future number one pick Jabari yeah, go, Smith. Go, go hang out of nowhere and Tim will never come visit you. I'll never see you. I don't even know where it is. I don't know how to get there, Tim Cato said. I, 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 I really honestly might not. No. <laughs> All right. Like, later. Later. See <laughs> y'all.